You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we have a really awesome episode. And what makes it awesome, in my opinion, is the the birth of a company and watch a company kind of take its position in the hunting industry and then expanding into a new product line that's also successful. And this is this is an awesome example of having the right idea at the right time and and just having the right people around you and it all kind of adds up to a perfect recipe which outcomes tacticam right uh ben ben stern i believe it yep ben stern he is the founder of tacticam he's on the show today and he talks about how his grandpa motivated him to go out and build this point of view camera and how he had a couple other guys around him who thought it was a good idea they worked as a team they got this product out and then this is where a little bit of luck comes in a big retailer comes in and goes dude i think this is a great idea we gotta have it and it goes into stores they sell out in the uh, trade show circuit and the next thing you know we got all these people quitting their jobs and building tacticam several years later the reveal comes out a cell tr- uh, cell cam uh, and it just crushes as well too so it's a really fun episode i know you guys are g- gonna enjoy it i know a lot of you out there are into filming your hunts and uh, man tacticam allows you to do that so uh let's see here let's get into uh, the commercials real quick if you're looking for a saddle i'm excited because I'm going to be using a tethered saddle this uh, this fall for the first time. Now, 
I'm a little bit behind. I need to start setting it up and uh, uh, and start shooting from it. But I will say this: I've been in it a couple times, and it's pretty comfortable. And that's from a guy who's got a bad back and shitty knees. So I'll tell you right now, um, you know, I haven't spent three hours in a saddle yet, but I've spent 20 minutes in a saddle, and it feels pretty comfortable. Uh, I mean, I work out. I, I feel like my, my core is somewhat strong, so I think that's going to help me. But for the most part, uh, pretty comfortable. Now I just got to get efficient shooting out of it. And so uh, that's coming over the next you know three months. I'll, I'll be really focusing on shooting from the saddle. Then we have hunt stand. If you are not on hunt stand, I really think you're missing out. Not only is it the most affordable uh, hunting app on the market, but it has the most functionality. Now I could sit here and I could list everything about the app that that you want. But what you need to do is go to huntstand.com and just read up on all of the functionality that this offers. And and then you'll see why it is not only the most affordable, it's like 30 bucks a year, but it's also the has the most functionality, right? And so and these guys are doing crazy things and they're adding on adding on to it every single month or uh, you know updated satellite imagery every month and they're adding something new and their website has a ton of great content so if you're looking for you know how to how to digitally scout and how to e-scout and how to how to use their app and and even other things you got to go check out huntstand.com and if you want a discount you can enter the discount code i think it's 20 percent off sn20 and that's yeah sn20 and that gets you 20 percent off uh, then we have the average conservationist. If you are looking for an apparel line that is very comfortable, it's kind of kick-ass logos, uh, it's a lifestyle brand, go to theaverageconservationist.com. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because they have a podcast here on the Sportsman's Empire as well. So, And they have a discount code, NFC10, and that's going to give you 10% off their apparel line, The Average Conservationist. Dot com. Uh, go check out. I, I'm a huge fan of their t-shirts and their hoodies and their hats. I have that shit spread out all over my office here. I wear it every day. Very comfortable. Uh, and then lastly, we are talking about Annihilator Broadheads. So, again, these guys have a lot of design into their broadheads, right? Not only sharp blades, but the design of their head allows for, like, less... Uh, less friction on the arrow as it goes through, right? So the speed continues the same. Obviously, there's going to be some kind of slowdown with the broadhead hitting something, but there's no drag on the arrow as it goes through the animal. And uh, their research shows that there's a lot more pass-throughs with their with their broadhead. So go check out Annihilator Broadheads and uh, check out their website, and uh, I think you're going to be surprised. So. Uh, new new company to the uh i'm going to be getting those guys on here pretty soon to talk about annihilator annihilator broadheads on the, the podcast here so there's the commercials huge shout out to all those brands man really appreciate the, the support really appreciate the feedback from you guys if you guys are listening to this on itunes please give us a five-star review uh if you're a gear nut five-star review share this with your buds and uh man good vibes all right so here Starting right now is today's episode with Ben Stern of Tacticam. All right, on the phone with me from Tacticam, Ben Stern. Ben, how we doing, man? 
Not bad, not bad. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I I'll tell you how good I'm doing. I'm on my third cup of coffee this morning, and I am I'm not quite to the heart palpitation stage yet, but I am <laughs> I I'm getting there. Well, well, I uh, picked myself up a quad, so uh, I think that technically is four, and I'm about halfway through. So, you know, by the time we're done talking, I'm sure I'll be there. Yeah, so, uh, you said a quad. Is that four the oh, yeah. uh, four servings of caffeine into one normal size coffee? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a. You know, sometimes you just got to go there. I know. I know. And then I, I don't know if you've ever reached the, the point where you've had so much coffee and this is probably isn't a good thing, but if you, if you sit still, your body is like your whole body is throbbing. So you actually need to get up and walk around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm i I'm naturally just a pretty, you know, energetic move around a lot type of person anyway. So to throw, you know, a quad in me this early in the morning, well, it's not even early, but it's, it's going to be a pretty energetic day. Let's just put it that way. There you go. There you go. And I tell you what, if you're a business owner, you need that, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So 2013, right? You, something happened in you and you said, Hey man, I got, I got this idea. Right. And this idea is, yeah. is Tacticam. I want to talk about the birth of Tacticam. Where'd that come from? How'd that okay. start? Well, it, it, so I'll make a really long story somewhat short, but if I get talking too much, just, just holler at me. Okay. But <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I went to school for photography and videography and uh, went to school way too long. You know, because you sometimes you just don't know what you're going to do, right? Yeah. And uh, by the time I was done with school, I went to school so much that I, they, you know, I got a job at a university. And I was like, how the heck did that happen? Because <laughs> not exactly, I'm not exactly an old guy. I'm 42 now. So, you know, this was before Tacticam even. And, and I did that for three years. And although I loved it and it was, it was a lot of fun, it just wasn't quite what I was looking for, for some reason, I just, you know, it just wasn't me. Right. Um, and I was talking to my grandpa and my grandpa had his own business and, you know, did very well for himself. And he's, he's like, you know, you should, uh, you should take your passions and put them together. He's like, it's not going to seem like work. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Well, I know we all hear people talk about that and like, take your passion and turn it into your work. Well, that's what I focused on. And I was sitting in a tree uh, on my grandpa's property and I was hunting and I'm trying to film with these other cameras and I was honestly getting really frustrated uh, just with what I was getting, the results. I wasn't able to do certain things. And my grandpa's like, why don't you just build a camera? And I was like, well, I suppose I could do that. So I started building the first camera. This was technically before I knew it was going to be Tacticam, but it was something I was building just for myself, something that I could show grandpa, you know, these deer that I was seeing on his property. And I was telling him about the, you know, the, the great big buck that got away. And, uh, that's really kind of what the concept came from. So the first camera was this little circuit board camera, uh, puts like literally saran wrap over it to protect it. I mounted it on the stabilizer of a bow and I got it all programmed 
there was some programming skills that I had learned along the way. Anyway, very, very raw, very, you know, just let's make it work. Uh, And that was the first camera. And I started filming it, one touch, turned on, recorded. Everything that Tacticam is today, that's what the first camera was. And I started to get these, yeah, I just started getting these amazing videos. And uh, that's where it was like, okay, yeah, grandpa's right. You know, turn turn your passion into uh, something you want to do. Yeah. So and, uh, when it comes to, I want to kind of talk about that that first model, the prototype that you built, because, and I want to use a company like, uh, let's say, Ozonics. Are you familiar with Ozonics? Mm-hmm. Like, a, as an example, yes. their first model that came out that created Ozone was gigantic and it was heavy. Mm-hmm. And you really had to believe in the science and the technology behind the product to take it out into the woods with you, right? Because yes. Because other than that, if you were skeptical at all, it's like, why am I carrying an additional seven pounds out into the woods with me? It's ridiculous, right? But then mm-hmm. you see it work. What was that first prototype like? And did were you like, man, I, I like instantly seeing the flaws of, and, and going for the 2.0 version and, and like refining the prototype? Or did you say, hey, man, I... I I, I think I could sell this. Yeah, the the very first version, uh, I don't even know how to say this, but it was actually really, really good. Uh, it still works. I still have it. I keep it in my desk, you know, and I'll pull it out, you know, when I meet someone new or they're, you know, wanting to know, like, so tell me about Tacticam. And I pull it out of my desk. And when I when they hear the story and they see the camera, they're like, "Is shouldn't that be in a case somewhere or like a safe? Or I was like... No, (laughs) you know, I mean, these cameras are, were from the very beginning, just, they were just built to, to work, you know, and, and I don't want to come across like wrong, like, oh my God, these cameras are just, they never can break. Things can happen, but you know, they were, they're just made to be simple, right? Like if you're in the woods and you're hunting, why would you want something complex? Right. You know? That's why the very first camera was, it was literally one board with a button on it, uh, a lens attached to it. And it was just like saran wrapped together. Now that was, that was the first one. Obviously when we started making them, we put them in a case, you know, so it would, it would be more protected. So talk to us uh, about, about that process then. So, so you had this, you had this prototype, how long from using your prototype until you had the idea to say, Hey man, I think there might be a market for this. It was, it was probably, you know, that first, that first hunting season or that fall, that was when I was using it, getting a bunch of video content. And then, you know, at the time I didn't, I don't have money to go start a business. So you need, you know, people that are going to invest in your, your ideas. So that was, it was that same season. I, I got a, had a gentleman say, Hey, how much do you need, you know, to, to get this off the ground? And we talked about it and, and, uh, that was really how Tacticam got started. It, it was an idea. And then it took someone else that had some money, you know, to, to help make that dream come true. Right. Right. Um, and then I don't know if you know, Jeff Peel, but Jeff Peel was someone I met within the first 30 cameras 
like they we hadn't even produced anything in production yet it was all prototype cameras yet and i met jeff and tara on a they were hunting and i gave him one of the cameras i said hey use this and let me know what you think and jeff fell in love with it and jeff is now my business partner you know so so someone that that was involved at the very very beginning you know he basically got involved and uh, that first person that had given me some money, you know, they didn't really want to be involved. They just thought it was a good idea and said here. And then, you know, so he moved on and Jeff and I, and then we got another guy, Ben Thorood involved because he's super intelligent, just understands a whole different area than like what Jeff and I understand. And uh, we got a, we got a team and just kept building the team around, around that. And, uh, here we are, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to hear that, like those early days uh, and the, com- the connection between people. And when you get like-minded individuals together and, and sometimes even non-like-minded individuals, right? Because sometimes it takes someone outside of your expertise to look at a, a product and go, that's cool, but. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and throw a curveball yes. at you makes you think outside of the box. And then you're just like, Hey man, we're different, but that's why we work so well together. Right. Yep. And, and all three, like all three of us are all different. Yeah. You yeah. know, as far as, you know, like, yeah, I've got these, these ideas. My background is, you know, photography and video. Um, I don't know how to program these cameras that we're building now. I'll be honest with you because we've gotten so com like the technology that goes into these cameras is so different from that very first camera um, that now we've got really, really smart people that that's all they do. They know how to do that and we can, you know, communicate with them and, and get these products made so that way, you know, you guys can all enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're building this team uh, of people around, around the product, um, how long after you, um, you, so, so you have this idea, you build the team of people. Was it, were, were the products on the shelf yet or, or about ready to hit the market at this point? No. So, so originally it was, it was basically just like Jeff and I at that point, And we were doing this all out of our garage, um, you know, we always we always kind of joke about it because we went from like one garage to two garages, you know, to two garages in a basement to like two basements and two garages to like, you know, living rooms. <laughs> you know, it was, right. I got picture. I got pictures of us sitting around my my kitchen table with all of my neighbors. You know, all my neighbors would come over and, you know, would crack open a, a cold one. And we'd sit there and we'd be putting cameras together. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, like, like the, we talk about the tech cam family, you know, from day one, it was never one person, you know, it was, it wasn't me. Right. It was, it was my grandpa talking to me and me coming up with this crazy idea and then me meeting someone else. And like, it just, the, the family kept growing and the, you know, the family's still growing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, man. So when it comes to then the, the product, right? So sometimes a guy can have a great idea and sometimes yes. other people can get fired up about it. 
but it might not be a good product for the general public or, or enough get, you know, to get enough interest to let's just, for example, say, yeah, that's great, but I don't want to put a camera on my bow or I don't want to put a camera Mm -hmm. on my gun. Like, so what, what was the, I guess the general public's initial response or how were you guys going to address the initial, um, public in order to get them excited about your guys's idea? Yeah. And I think originally, you know, you know, people were, were definitely getting into filming and, you know, there was different amounts available, but everything was a little bit bigger. We focused on how to integrate the product into the bow and bow hunting was really where we started you know the stabilizer mount the camera we did patents on the camera sliding inside of the stabilizer so it became part of your you know your arch archery experience um we tried to make it as integrated to what that hunt was about as possible so you didn't have a camera mounted on it you look at the bow and it didn't even look like you had a camera there for example yeah you know, and I think because of because of so much effort went into the hunt, the idea was if if the filming or if the camera interfered with the hunt, then it shouldn't be involved with it. Yes. You know, so I think because of that, that's why it was successful, you know, and still is successful. Right. Um, you know, like the products that we do today, we're we do we have a 5.0 a solo Wi-Fi. We have an FTS, which is a film through scope. I could talk more about these products, but all of the products that we have are meant to integrate into your experience. So, you know, the reason for that is if I'm going to go hunt or if I'm going to go shoot long range, or if I'm going to, whatever it is that you're going to do, you're there for that reason. The filming becomes secondary, you know, so we want, we want the filming to be something that just happens and you get to do it, but yet it doesn't interfere with that event or that situation that you're trying to experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I think that is for me, right? That's where a a Tacticam product really comes Mm -hmm. into play because I used to be a self filming guy where I would bring cameras out into the woods, camera arms out into the woods, but then it cost me one of the biggest bucks I've ever dr- drawn back on. And so that was the year right. that I stopped self filming, like bringing a camera and a camera arm into the tree with me. Like I, I don't do it anymore because I don't want it to result in a wound or something. Whereas, you know, the Tacticam, it's just connected, right? The only thing you have to remember to do is turn it on. Right. Right. So, um, so absolutely, at, yep. As you guys are starting the process of uh, of introducing Tacticam to the world, what was the the general public's mm-hmm. initial response then? Well, so so it's this is kind of a cool story. I, are you? I'm sure you're familiar with like Shields Shields Outdoors. Yep, I Shields am. Sporting Goods. Or, yep. Okay, so. So there's a, and I just got back from a training I was doing out in South Dakota with them, which kind of sparked some memories from the very first days, right? But Jeff Miller works at uh, the Eau Claire Shields in the archery department. He's like a manager there. He saw this product like very early, like 
before it was even in a single retail store. And he says, I've got to have that. And I was like, really? Like, for real? Like, is Shields really going to be the first account that we get? Right. And Shields Eau Claire uh, put it, like, on an end cap and sold the heck out of it. You know, and, and like, that was honestly the first retail experience that we had ever had. And other than that, you know, it was like meeting someone like Brian Smith, if you don't know his name. He's a buddy of mine. He does social media. But he was starting this TV show, like, uh, or something that was, like, above the game. But it was just in a very infant stage. Like, I think I was, like, number two or three of the followers, you know, of the of the Facebook. And Brian was, like, one of the very early people that followed Tacticam. So we just started to talk. Well, Brian works for us now, you know, and he runs our entire social media platform. But it was through getting into Shields, for example, that validated the product, I think, for a lot of people. And then getting the social media rolling and getting a lot of people feed, like talking about it and, and the feedback. Um, I think it was a combination of the two that just really helped it grow. And, uh, you know, I think that's why it's still growing today. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, and, and so that, that is, it's weird because a lot of companies have to go through this struggle process, right? Where they, yeah. uh-huh. they, let, let's just say, Hey, I got to go to trade shows. I got to go do this. Mm-hmm. I got to go do this. And then it's like this year, sometimes two, sometimes three. And then people have these little ideas where they're just like, man, maybe I should give up. Maybe it's not going to work, but it sounds to me like you got the idea was so great and the process that process and team that you guys put together to get the, the product to a selling point was so great that companies instantly saw the benefit from it. Yeah. And I think, I think people saw the benefits, but that doesn't mean it was instantly everywhere. You yeah. know, like you talk about trade yeah. shows. Uh, I think it was, it was like that next summer. Uh, I was still working a full-time job and so was Jeff. And you know, so we got this company that we're starting and we're, we're like all in hundred percent all in. And Jeff's like, you know, I'm, I can travel while I'm working and I'm like, well, I'm at a desk. So, so he's hitting trade shows every single one he could find. And, you know, we're, he's like, Hey, I need you to ship another, you know, 20 cameras. I need you to, you know, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Next thing you know, Jeff calls and he's like, I need you to quit your job. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, he stayed working for a little while and then ended, we ended up both quitting our job. And then it was just a hundred percent tacticam, uh, from that point forward, but we still go to trade shows. Yeah. You know, trade shows are, it's so important to be in front of customers, you know, and, and to get feedback and talk with them and show them what you're doing you know, show them how it works, show them what you're doing next, all that stuff, you know, without that, uh, you know, social media only goes so far, you know, if you're in a retail, that's just a good place to buy it, but you still got to get in, you know, you got to get in front of the people and, and educate them and teach them and show them what you're, you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's cool, man. So product, what was the very first product that came out then? Just the little bow mount camera? Yeah, bow mounted camera. It was it was a uh, the camera slid right inside of the stabilizer and 
and that was it. Uh, I think we included a little gun clamp mount. So, you know, that way people could throw it on a shotgun or something. And uh, it didn't take us very long to realize that, you know, we needed to come out with other mounts. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the first the first few years, it was just bow cameras. Yeah. You know, bow camera and started getting into crossbows and shotguns. And it just kept kind of spreading. Right. So hunters are notorious for beating the shit out of their equipment, right? I mean, we go out yeah. into the field, we we climb through the like the brush, we climb up trees, we drop shit out of the trees, we, you know, we we throw stuff into the back of trucks, throw it into the beds of our trucks, right? Beat beat the shit out of it. Yep. As as the first products came out, was it passing the the durability test or did you guys have to go back to the drawing board at all to to like refine some things? on this for on the first to market uh, product yeah so so the very first one i'll just call it the tacticam uh because that's really what it was called and then it i think it was that first that first year we were selling the tacticam then year two we we did some upgrades and we it was the 2.0 right well the very first one actually held up really really well uh the problem was is it, it was, uh, you know, you, you notice little things, right? Like, um, just things that you want to improve or, or whatever it would be. They were, they were all in an aluminum housing. So the biggest problem with that is manufacturing and getting things exactly the way they need to be. So we went back in and made some adjustments, you know, just made it so it was easier to assemble less issues cleaned it up a little bit and then that's what 2.0 was but then after 2.0 that's where we started to really get back in and and look at how do we improve image quality and video quality and low light and you know uh, and then we just kept growing yeah and it sounds like just refining the process or refining the the camera tweaking it to make it better yep absolutely and and it was a lot of the focus like early on was quality uh durability and just consistency right like that was the focus to build products that you could grab any of them and it's gonna always work the same um and it wasn't until we got to like 5.0 when we really started to bring some new cool technology into you know into the cameras which the remote system you know, like the remote system works off of RF. It's not like a Wi-Fi base. So the cameras now, instead of using one camera, you can use multiple cameras and you can put them pretty much anywhere you want around you. And you hit one button on that remote and the cameras can all be sitting there off. And it's like, it, it works off the RF. So it listens and it, it picks up the signal and it just turns on and starts doing whatever it is that you told it to do. So if you told it, you know, to, to film in this setting, it just turns on and does it. So that's where it started to get really, really fun uh, yeah. as it, as a filmer, you know, or a hunter, because now you can be in a tree, you hit one little button on, you know, hanging around your neck or you got it mounted on your bow. And now all of a sudden you have, let's just say 10 cameras turning on and it's, it's just really, really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So. Yeah, that's 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 cool. And I, I bet you the testing portion of that is fun as well. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yep. um, as as the you know the the company starts to get rocking and rolling, and obviously you, you briefly mentioned there some of the new technology and, and the new products that have come out. What were the mm-hmm. the customers saying? Like, what did they want specifically? Yeah, I mean, like, even 5.0, for example, 5.0 was what customers were asking for. So we we listen to customers. Like, that's the number one thing that we do. And, and I think that's, if you are a business, that's something that you should do if you don't. Because the people will tell you what they want, right? Um, I will say there are times where if you're listening to the wrong group of people, you might not you might make some choices that uh, take you down the wrong path, but that's part of, you know, growing and just part of, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get down the right path. Right. But we started making trail cameras, uh, cellular trail cameras. It was about like a year and a half ago or, or two years ago is when we kind of started it. And that was just from listening to customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the, the reveal, the reveal cell cam, uh, Jeff and I were sitting at, you know, our table, we always sit at a table and we got a whiteboard and we're just kicking around ideas or working through products and seeing what it is that we want to try to improve, you know, what we're going to change or make better, whatever it is. And, and we're like, wonder what it would take to build a cell cam. You know, it was kind of starting to get pretty popular, but it was still expensive and quality wasn't quite there in our opinion. So we just started laying it out and I mean, it, it was crazy because literally in no time we built the first, like our first camera, the first reveal. And, you know, it was, it was like, wow, this thing works really, really well. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how reveal started. Yeah. Typically when, when a company expands into a new product line, there's resources that overlap to make the financial side of introducing a new product less of a burden right so yes how similar and when it maybe talk about the resources how similar is a uh, a pov cam like a tacticam to the reveal cell cam i mean it's it's pretty similar there's obviously quite a few differences even though they're similar as far as like images and all of that we use the same technology like, so all the stuff we did for battery life, all the things that we did for quality and, you know, like consistency, all that stuff just flows right over. The areas that were new for us were like the cellular part. Yeah. So, you know, we had to, we kind of set a date, like a deadline. It was like, all right, we need to partner up with like Verizon and AT&T and get really good partners that understand this space um, by this date. And we were on that date and we still hadn't, <laughs> hadn't gotten it done and... Uh, Jeff's like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to be able to, you know, launch this. It's not going to make sense if we don't have this done. So I'm like, I'm going to the Verizon store, you know, and he's like, that's not going to do nothing. (laughs) But I walk into the Verizon store and I'm like, hey, I need to talk to a manager. And they're meanwhile, the guys at the Verizon store are like, oh, great. Another one. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) But I told the manager what was going on. And I said, I just need to get a hold of someone in corporate, but we can't get any responses. He's like, I know someone. Let me call. So they call and 
they're like, oh, okay, well, let me call this person. By the end of the day, we had a meeting set up, like, and that was really the last step, you know, was was getting that partner um, that understood the the area that we didn't understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and ta-da. And it was, yeah, and ta-da, there you go. It yeah. was literally just like that. And then it was like, all right, well, let's okay yeah i guess we're going yeah and that that's uh again awesome right i mean it doesn't sound like i mean back back to my original comment of having to struggle it sounds like you guys kind of had a i guess it worked out in the way it was supposed to right yeah yeah well that's cool and and i think i i don't, don't know i don't know how things just work out other than you set up, you set up, you know, your strategy. And it's like, here are the things that have to fall in place. And if they, if they don't fall in place, then we don't move forward with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, so when I say that out loud, it makes sense because if something doesn't fall in place, if you move forward with it, it's probably going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I want to say something about the reveal. All right. So sure. I, I look at it. I saw the price point. And originally, I said to myself, mm-hmm. man, how are they getting away with a cell cam at that price point? Because at the time when it came out originally, it was, and I think probably still is, one of the most affordable, uh, the cheapest uh, cell cams on the market. One of them, right? There might yeah. be some yep. there, there might be some now that are, are cheaper, but for the most part, when, when uh, the reveal came out, it was one of the, the cheapest options out there, you know, most affordable. And I said to myself, I was a little bit skeptical, right? And I said, well, I, I bet you there's issues yeah. with it. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. So I, I feel like I'm pretty connected to the outdoor space and the outdoor community through the podcasting, through all of the people who listen to all the podcasts, social media, and right. like just feeling the vibe. And everything that I heard about the trail cameras was, was no real issues with the camera, no real issues with the connectivity as far as, you know, using the cell service itself. And, mm-hmm. and, and so people were just like, Hey, this thing's awesome. And for this price point, I'm going to buy a shit ton of them because I can't, right. right. It's two or three of what a normal cell cam costs. And I just kept mm-hmm. seeing good in like good reviews and good social feedback from, from the product. It, it, did that hold true on your guys's end as well? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, even like we're doing some pretty serious numbers as far as camera volume goes. Yeah. Uh, but but we also learned along the way. You know, with like with the POV cameras, because we've always taken we've always taken the approach of if you're building a hundred cameras, three thousand cameras, or ten thousand cameras, it does not matter there's always room for improvement. So if we see something or if there's something that could be better, we're always making that adjustment. It doesn't matter. Um, and I don't know if that's true for every company, but we've always taken that approach. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And that's a good thing because I mean, there are a ton of examples, especially in the hunting space where a company is really good at something right? They build a really good product. It's awesome. But then the company sells to one of those big conglomerates of products, right? And 
then it's there's a halt and it just becomes a product for them to sell and not necessarily a person's passion project anymore. And so you start to see and hear a little bit more about, you know, well, they, they changed a screw in it or I don't know. I'm just using this as a, a, a a hypothetical and that screw made the product not as quiet or, or not as efficient or, or whatever the case may be, it became all about money instead of all about the, the passion project. And you see the quality of that product go down. And and so it's important that no matter what quality has to be at the forefront of anything that you sell. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as the inexpensive camera, that was just one of the items on the list of the things that we didn't like about current, the current market. Yeah. You know, so we had a checklist and the checklist was, we want it to be easy to use, you know, like it goes along with everything about tech cam. We want it to be easy to use. We wanted it to be affordable. Um, you know, we wanted good quality, something that we could stick out and last, you know, like ideally the longer it lasts, the better, because that just means I feel like I have something to stand behind. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, you know, the goal was how long can we make it last when we're looking at parts, you know, like, yeah, there's costs. You have to look at it in order to hit your, your goal of affordable, but if there's a difference between 10 cents, you know, of some little tiny part that could make it last way longer and be way easier to use, you spend the 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy, easy decision. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's an unfortunate. Some people don't feel that way, but right. it, that, you know, that is what it is. Now I kind of want to, I kind of want to go back to the, the tacticams here a second. And I want to talk about your demographic. Okay. In your yeah. opinion, who are the people who are buying Tacticams? Yeah, I would, I mean, definitely hunters. Um, as far as Tacticam goes, I think hunting is, is our biggest, biggest market. Um, bow hunters, a lot of sh- like, like waterfall, I think is in there pretty high up too. But I think archery, just because that's where we started, it's probably the biggest area that we hit. Um, the new markets that we are getting into are the long range, like with that FTS and the spotter LR the, that films through the spotting scope. Those markets are ginormous and we are just barely, you know, barely touching the surface on them, but we're getting so much traffic. Uh, sorry, I hope that didn't interrupt our, somebody was calling me. No, you're good. You're good. You get so uh, much traffic. Yeah. So, so I think with that long range, you know, that, that spotter LR, the FTS with those products, we're just touching the surface in that, that long range world. And it's so big. It's such a big market. I'm very, very excited about that. Cause I, the products, you know, I'm no Rudy has talked with you a lot about those products and they're very exciting for me. Yeah. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so it, and not, not to throw, you know, to throw into something like the, the last time I had anybody on from Tacticam was in 2020. All right. And that was Rudy. Okay. And he, and, and that was, it's still growing, right? Everybody wants to yes. document things these days, right? Everybody wants to document. Yep. And, and I think you guys just happened 
to launch your product in a time where the YouTube craze ha- had officially started and the the social yes. media thing. And it just landed in the right spot to where as as hunters, we all want to kind of tell the story of what's going on in the woods. You know, we want to share that experience of, hey, I did see a big buck. I have proof now, uh, you know, like here's my doe kill, whatever, whatever it was. Uh-huh. It made it possible now and easy. And, and I think it just landed in the right time to where it really took off for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes timing is everything. You you can't plan for timing. Right. Sometimes it just works out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we've, we've talked, you know, and I don't want to get too terribly into all the details of all of the, all of the products you guys offer, because you can, we can just send them to tacticam.com and they can, they can look at all this stuff themselves. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to ask one last question here. Maybe it might spin off to another one, but for someone who is thinking about picking up a, a, a tacticam or doesn't have one right now, talk to us a little bit about why, because because let's let's not get it twisted. It's not necessary to kill a deer, right? We don't need a tacticam to yeah. go out and, and kill a deer, but it, it's a right. it's an accessory product. It's a fun product. Why should we consider picking up a tacticam? Well, you know, for me, I think uh, I, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of reasons to do it, um, but there's it really depends on the person, right? Like, if you're someone that just wants to have a have a camera on their bow or on their gun just to use for practice. If you're shooting clays or if you're shooting targets or, or whatever, like it's a great tool for learning. For example, it, you know, you can see if you're pulling or, or leading or doing something a little wrong. Uh, but if, if it's just for hunting, some of the things that you see out there in the woods is truly amazing, you know? Yeah. And to be able to record that, like, I've seen videos of deer doing flips and coming and it's like, I'm like, did that really happen? Did that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a hunt that I was, that I was on and I was uh, testing an F like one of our first FTSs. So I was using a crossbow. It was a, you know, the arrow had came off of the, off of the rail of where it was supposed to go. And I shot like 20 feet over top of this buck that I never even thought that I would ever see, let alone, shoot a get a video of this deer and i shot like 20 feet over the deer and the deer ran off like 15 yards and stood there and you know blowing and trying to figure out what the heck happened i had to load another arrow i, I loaded a, a complete another arrow into that crossbow turned all the way back around and shot it and it literally dropped right in its tracks and like right in front of me like this was you know 155 inch deer which for me is a giant deer yeah you know, so, and nobody would ever believe the fact that <laughs> I shot twice, you know, yeah, you know, it missed it so bad that the deer had no idea what to do because there was branches falling down all around it, you know, <laughs> so, that's funny, that's so funny. just the, yeah, the things that can happen, the, the experiences, the memories, you know, think of, just think of your, your best story or the best thing that's ever happened to you out in the woods would you not want to have a video or something to be able to show? Yeah. You know, so I think, I think that's why, you know, that's why people should buy it. 
Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't interfere with your hunt. You're going to go out there and have the same experience. You push one button and you're going to be able to record it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good. You know, a lot of people want that. That's absolutely true. Now, yeah. lastly here, um, whether it's the reveal side or the Tacticam side, do you have anything new coming out this summer, this, this fall, like any new products coming out in the, in the near future? Yeah. So we, we are always, always working on improving and making new things. Um, you know, even on our POV line, we're always trying to improve that. The, we just came out with a new reveal. It's uh, the reveal X gen 2.0. And a lot of people are like, why you just came out with X? Well, just like everything that we've always done, we're always looking to how do we make it better for the gen 2.0, for example, it was never even supposed to be a new camera, but we made so many improvements on it. We couldn't, we couldn't not brag about it, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's just the way it is. We had a new hybrid mode that has better battery life, um, that has better communication capabilities for when you're sitting on the couch watching, you know, deer picks come in, you can interact with the camera easier. Uh, you know, just things that are, to me very very exciting that i think a user should be able to enjoy you know and and when you're always looking at improving products like for our 5.0 for example every the 5.0 that we built you know last month is a completely different camera than the 5.0 we built a year ago yeah you know we're always making improvements always looking for how do we make it better and there's always going to be a certain point where we've make, made so many new improvements that we're like, okay, we're going to have to change the name now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so. you, man. Well, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. So uh-huh. uh, let's see here. Ben, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and, and, and talk about the birth of Tacticam, how the, the company got to where it is today and some of the products and and uh, I, I strongly suggest that if you're interested in a POV camera and, and uh, you know, their, their line of trail cameras, you can go to Tacticam.com and check them out on social and, and uh, all that stuff. There's, there is on online, and I, I think even on your guys' website, there's some really badass images of people who have caught some spectacular yes. things online uh, using your cameras. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I think some of my favorites are when you guys are uh, either dove hunting or uh, maybe pheasants or like waterfowl hunting and they're shooting birds that come right at them and they just yeah. fall right yeah. into the camera, right? So those are some those are some of the cool ones that I've seen in, in the past year. So Ben, man, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'd love to get back on at another point if you uh, feel like hearing some more crazy stories. 